Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Matt back for another episode of the Parent Pod. And, you know, it's been a long time since our last Parent uh, Pod episode. And I hope that everyone is doing okay with the stay-at-home orders. And, and this episode really finds you and your family um, uh, safe and healthy. This episode is the perfect one to kind of get back into the Parent Pod swing with. We are talking about an incredibly important resource on our campus, one that provides a tremendous amount of support uh, as well as physical resources to students. And we are talking about none other than our library. And with us is our Director of Library Services. I'll ask Laura to introduce herself and tell her a little bit about, tell us a little bit about herself. I am finishing my fourth year in that role, uh, but I've been CIA for almost 22 years now. Um, I started out managing the 35 millimeter slide collection that the faculty used before digital images and projectors were a thing. Um, and I used to also teach information literacy classes, which means teaching students how to uh, understand when they need information, how to find it, evaluate it, and ethically incorporate it into their work. Um, but now as director, I oversee all aspects of the library, including staff, budget, collections. It's just the most fun place to work, and I'm so happy that I get still here and get to uh, be in charge of the library now. Personally, I live in Olmstead Falls with my family, um, and during the stay-at-home order, I have probably spent way too much time playing Animal Crossing. Um, I think that the timing of that stay-at-home order fit really nicely with the release of this game that we've all been waiting for for years, so that's really what I've been doing in my spare time. You know, it's uh, it, it, there are a lot of uh, uh, great things that have happened for you. It's been Animal Crossing uh, and closely related, I think, was me uh, with uh, Tiger King. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. If <laughs> it might be a it might be a toss up for uh, those two great, uh, great distractions uh, to uh, what we've been dealing with here. And, you know, and it's what's been great, though, has been our ability to use technology to assist um, not only students, but assist ourselves in getting uh, through this and dealing with uh, some, some of the stress related to uh, COVID-19. And so we are coming to you, as you should, I, I want our listeners to know, we are using some technology. So uh, shout out to Google uh, Meeting for just about everything in our lives uh, between them and Zoom. I don't know, uh, um, you know where we'd be without them. So, um, you know, as Laura pointed out, the library is an incredibly busy place. So for, uh, for those who don't know uh, about our library, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, this, some of the main services that the library offers for students? Sure. Um, I think the first thing people think of when they hear the word library is books. And we, of course, have books. Uh, because our primary mission is to support the curriculum at CIA, our book collection is pretty specialized. So we cover a wide array of topics, but the bulk of the book and print magazine collection covers you know, contemporary art, crafts, design, the things that students need to do their work. Uh, we also have some unique specialty collections that are relevant to the curriculum at CIA, but pretty unique compared to other college libraries. Uh, so we have a board game collection, which originally supported the game design program but has really grown to be uh, much more important than that to our students. Um, we have students who work so hard and they take their classes and projects so seriously and they definitely need to take a break every now and then. So we encourage them to come in 
and use those games for recreational um, use. So we have some groups who come in pretty regularly to eat lunch, play a game. They have conversations about their schoolwork and other things, anything imaginable. Um, and it really just helps them to reset before they go back to the afternoon classes. Um, and then the games also get used by clubs and other CIA people mm -hmm. pro planning programming. So yeah. um, yeah. it's turned out to be a really um, fun collection to have. And we also have a great collection of artist books. Um, and these are books that are made by artists as works of art. So it's not really a book for information. It's book as art. Um, and they can look like a traditional book. And then they can look like anything but a traditional book. Um, so we put those out for the students to interact with. Um, there are lots of classes at CIA where the students are to make a book. And so these help them to broaden their idea of what a book as art is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have fun things like a pop-up book collection, um, graphic novels, and we also house the archives for the school. And so those are our physical collections. Right. And uh, most of our resources at this point are, are online. So like every other librarian in the world of academia, we have a lot of digital resources. So um, that's where we can broaden our scope. Right. So the books we buy are really focused on art, but we have about a half a million ebooks on every other topic. So um, we like to tell the students uh, that they cannot use the excuse that the library didn't have anything uh, because we have so much for them to use. DVDs, streaming videos, 20,000 full text magazines. There's so much stuff for the students to use now. Well, you know, it's funny uh, because I think about um, when I was in school, uh, in, in doing my coursework and, and certainly research for my PhD, you know, you guys were a godsend, uh, for me because, you know, uh, between you and Ohio link and the connection between you both, I think that like, you know, being able to not only order books, but to find some help in uh, actually researching and using, uh, online resources, um, you know, has, was amazing. And so, um, you know, I, your point about being able to order other physical books that maybe not be in the that are not physically in the library on a on a uh, 365 you know uh, days a year kind of situation, um, you know the library staff uh, is really awesome at helping uh, students do that, and um, and the one thing I would want our listeners to note, and it's something that you've always shared with me about uh, the library, especially since you became director was that, and I tease you a lot about it, but like, um, you know, one of the things I love most is that you have made a commitment to making, to breaking down the stereotype that the, the library is, um, a, a tomb like, a uh, place, right. Where it's super quiet, you know, and granted it is quiet. It's not like a lunchroom, but, uh, but certainly it, uh, it points to that direction that you have, of uh, wanting to make the library a place where students can, uh, you know, can come in and kind of see, uh, seek a place uh, to relax. You know, the games are, you know, having um, the collection of games is, uh, is a perfect example of that. But also being a place to come and have lunch, you know, and, 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 yeah. and it being okay to, to bring your drink in or bring some food in, you know, as long as you are being a respectful person in, you know, in the community, you know, to our community and to the resources that we give to students. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, with all of those items, um, I've always been curious though, what is, what is the, um, the item that you 
most frequently help students with? Well, sort of tying into that last answer that I gave you, um, the fact that there's really so much information out there, it's overwhelming for Mm -hmm. the students. Um, And then when you connect that to the fact that the ability to do academic research is probably one area where students overestimate their abilities. And that's not just our students, that's everyone everywhere. Um, What we mostly help students with is identifying what it is that they need and where they can get it. And also the distinction between when you can use Google and when you really should use an academic (laughs) resource, right? right? So um, if, you know, they hear their parents talking about Duran Duran or something, I don't know, I'm so old, um, and they have no idea what that is, they're clearly not going to (laughs) go to academic search complete for that because that would be a waste of their time. That's when you go to Google. Um, But, you know, if you need to, uh, if you're working on a a film and the topic is uh, the long-term psychological impacts for children who grew up in the homes of an addict, which Mm -hmm. is an actual research question we've had, you really shouldn't use Google for that. And we show them what they should use. And so that's part of the the, um, bulk, that's really the bulk of what we do with the students in terms of helping them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, to be honest, there's also a whole lot of how do I get this to print? And can you help me because my stapler is jammed? <laughs> um, those sorts of things. And, and that's usually um, you know, the, the easy questions that we get, the ones that you know, sort of break up the seriousness of the research that they're doing. So I would be lying if I didn't say, how can I get this to print was the most popular question we get. But you know, they're printing their academic articles, right? <laughs> Now, is that, is that something that you think that most people don't expect the library to do? Or are there other things that, uh, or is there other things that you think that, uh, that you guys do that, um, that people are surprised about? I think people would expect that we do help students with their research questions, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a lot that we do that I think um, you don't expect unless you are um, a current current you know employee of a college right. so there are things that libraries do now that are quite different than um, when I was in school mm-hmm. um, which was uh, granted a long time ago um, so we are uh, really focused on supporting student success everyone at CIA really is focused on supporting student success so you know yes we provide them with the resources to do the research that they need to be successful in their classes um, but we do a good amount of instruction with the students. So we start with an orientation in their first week classes. It's a cheesy escape room that they really love. And so, you know, it's it's a great way for them to get to know us and the services that we provide. Um, And then we incrementally increase that throughout their years at CIA. So sometimes um, there are departments that will bring their new majors down and say, show us what is specific for interior architecture or ceramics and so we'll do that with those new majors and then we'll see them again when they're getting ready to start their bfa you know because that's a whole nother level of research that they haven't really um, they've been working towards it but it Mm -hmm. culminates in that bfa process so we see them for that Um, but you know in addition to all that we're really focused on them as as a whole person so we do one-on-one appointments with students and then we also have a lot of fun in the library. So, you know, I told the story about having lunch in the library. We talked about that. 
Um, but the way our students work is very unique. It's different from students at more traditional schools. So the library is not like a tomb at during finals <laughs> full of people like desperately trying to cram right. information into their heads during finals week. That's not like that. Right. Um, because they're off in their studios. They're making work. They're doing more project-based um, work than studying for exams or writing traditional research papers. Um, so the, the library is just used differently. Mm -hmm. um, we have a collaboration space, so we've seen more and more students using that, and they write the most fascinating things on the whiteboards and the tables you can draw on. So it's always something fun in the morning when you come in. Um, we have the best doodling. But we also do a lot of programming beyond sort of academic programming. Um, so we have uh, a librarian named Natalie Chaka who comes up with the best program ideas um, to help the students feel comfortable in the library, um, to help them reduce stress, uh, to promote wellness so that they can succeed in their coursework. Um, she did a fun one last semester called Stress Reduction. So she had little ducks around the library. The students loved it and they like, were waiting for us to put the ducks out so that they could find them on a daily yeah, basis. That was we ran out of ducks every day. That was so, a great program because uh, um, that was a program that we did together. We did some collaboration. You know, I think one of the things yes. that, uh, you know, that Student Life and Housing is in uh, the library have tried to do is like find our connective, uh, find the connections that we can help work together on, you know. And so that was a great program that our, um, our folks in wellness programming and the library worked on. And, man, you're right. Like they loved looking for those ducks and like, uh, you know, uh, people were posting them on Instagram, and it just became this, yeah. like, wild, crazy thing. That uh, And, yeah, so that was an awesome program. We also teamed up with you for what is prob probably my most favorite program ever, which was the therapy dog in the library. <laughs> <laughs> I have wanted that to happen for years, and I was so happy that you guys helped us make that happen this semester. I loved Annie. She was the sweetest puffy ever. So was don't tell my good. dog I said that. Yeah, yeah so I, I think it's it's good that we can work together because we do, as I said, we all have the same end goal, which mm -hmm. is that our students are well and healthy and can succeed. Yeah, um, no, and, for sure. And, you know, that's, that's all we want. So we all have to work together on that. You know, and I love that idea of, you know, you know, obviously understanding that our students work differently, but, like, changing the paradigm for how the library could be used because I think when people think of a college library, you know, they're they're thinking about libraries from movies or uh, TV or, you know, like you see photos, uh, you know, of libraries uh, and, and, you know, it's just like stacked high with books. There's the ladder that, you know, rolls down the, you know, the, uh, uh, the whole bookshelf and things like that. And, um, and I, you know, and one of the things I really, like I said before, I'm really um, happy about is, that our library is such a dynamic place and it really does meet or it does fit with, um, one, the mission of the college, but also the, I don't know, the personality of our college and our students, you know, and, I, and I've always been really, I've been pretty impressed by that. So kudos to you, my friend. Uh, well, thank you. So, yes, you know, it's, it's hard to find a place to sit and relax in a building where, you know, every bit of space is so efficiently used. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got those comfy chairs. Come in and rest. You don't need to be reading a book in the library. Mm -hmm. We want you to come in there and, you know, talk to your talk to your 
classmates. You will learn things from them, and that's how you know art works. You're, you're, it, you're, it's a collaborative process. The whole degree program is a collaborative process. So you might as well do it in a comfortable space. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Although there are plenty, plenty of people who read books. Um, I find oh, uh, yeah. I find the libraries, uh, there are a lot of nice cozy spots to uh, to uh, read uh, and eat my lunch. I've done that uh, quite quite uh, a few times, um, you know. Yes, yes. But, but yeah, no, the, the library is definitely great. So one of the programs, though, um, that I also want to highlight, uh, and it, it's so funny when you guys announce this to uh, the senior class, um, you know, every every year the library gives an an award to a senior who has borrowed the most items, and it's always <laughs> interesting. Uh, and they they do that at graduation practice, and so um, it's always awesome to one hear how many items uh, the winner uh, and then maybe like the two runner ups uh, have borrowed over the course of their time at CIA, uh, and it always really speaks to. Um, uh, the necessity and, uh, and, you know, love of the library by our students. But I guess, um, who was, do you, can you, uh, disclose who that student, uh, this year was? Yes. This year's winner was Ben Chapman. Oh, nice. He's one of my uh, yeah, yeah. Photo and video major. Uh, Ben borrowed 132 items over the course of his uh, career at CIA. So way to go, Ben. Uh, second place was Erica Townsend, who I think is oh, in painting. Yeah, yeah, ET. And yeah, and yeah so yeah, she's great the, uh, Erica was at 129, so it was really close. It was quite the squeaker this year. So we usually give out uh, prizes to the number one and number two. Got so it. Yeah. we were not able to do that this year, but I have reached <laughs> out to them and said, if you're in the area when things settle down and we open back up you will definitely get your your certificate your little gift package and uh you know we always give out an alumni card to the to the winner so um they can keep using the library if they like um and 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 they do often take us up on that well you know i think uh and, and that that brings up a question for me because a lot of who um who will listen to this podcast are a lot of first year uh parents and so, um, and also some parents who this is uh, their first student going away to school. And so, uh, when you say alumni card, you know maybe it would be good to understand, you know, like how does how does a student uh, utilize the, and and uh, and, um, and uh, sign out things from the library? So it works pretty much like any other library. You have a library card, and you bring the items you went up to the desk, and we'll scan them out for you. Uh, in our case, it's your student ID, which is probably the most important piece of uh, CIA uh, property or whatever you'll get when you arrive here at CIA. It's your key to the world. Uh, don't lose it. Right. Um, but we use that as the library card. Um, and so you can check out as much as you want. There's That's one of the most popular questions is how many things can I check out? And there is a limit, but we've never had a student hit it. So we like to say as much as you can carry. Um, but, you know, a simple reminder is the more you take, the more you have to remember to bring back. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. our yes. book, art books are very big and heavy. So, <laughs> and I would imagine you know. very expensive. Uh, they do tend to be a little more expensive than, you know, a best selling 
paperback novel, but <laughs> we want you to use them for your for your studying and your research purposes. So take them out, bring them back. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And and and, then, uh, and there's like an out, there's an outside well it's not outside but it's in the hallway and even a, a way a place that the library is closed if it's in the evening and students are in yeah. the academic building working late at night there's even an opportunity just to put them in the book drop right yep put them in the book drop that's that's where they go so we do go over that in our orientation so good, everyone good. is fully aware where the book returns are um, yes so but and you're. CIID, you mentioned Ohio Link earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a consortium with a variety of other libraries in the area, primarily Case Western Reserve University's libraries. So your ID will actually work as a library card at those libraries as well. So if there's something uh, like a physical book you want to check out from one of their libraries, you can just go over there and do it. Um, and, you know, Ohio Link allows you to use any other library as well. So, um, if you live near University of Cincinnati and you want to check out something, you can have it sent to the University of Cincinnati. Um, and I think that we'll see, uh, hopefully, we will all open back up again soon and Ohio Link borrowing will resume. And that might be convenient for students who are you know, not necessarily fully on campus if, if that comes to that. Um, then you'll be able to do that. That, of course, requires everyone to be open and sending things, but, you know. Well, rest assured, we are looking forward to seeing everybody on campus in the fall, uh, and, and, and a lot of our planning uh, is uh, is centered all around that and keeping and getting students back uh, on campus safe and uh, and uh, and certainly working and being uh, and creating, which I think is uh, is so so important uh, for us. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, what has been the most uh, interesting thing that somebody has borrowed from the library? Maybe something that like they. <laughs> They either, uh, you know, uh, reserved or uh, or brought up to the counter and are like, I need to take this. Like, what has been the most interesting thing? So as librarians, we would never judge anything that people <laughs> check out, right? Well, no, but it just, you know. But no, I'm saying we will loan out anything that anyone at CIA needs. Got it. Right? So if you have it and you need it, we will borrow. We'll loan it out to you. You can borrow it. Um, so we've loaned out hammers, rulers, scissors, tape measures, book stands, the strangest <laughs> things, anything you can imagine, we've loaned it out. But if I had to pick the most interesting thing, and if by interesting you mean strange, I would definitely say it's a cushion from a couch. Um, it was a long time ago, and it was a really old couch that we very thankfully no longer have. Um, but... Uh, yeah, someone needed a couch cushion for something. I didn't ask. Um, and we checked it out. We have a special barcode for miscellaneous things that we loan out. And, you know, and that was one of back. them. So, that is hilarious. I'm going to go with that. I mean, after working at CIA for this long, really nothing phases me anymore. It's nothing. So if I've got it and you need it, I'll loan it out to you. Well, while our our listeners, uh, they certainly can't see our faces, both of us, uh, there is no surprise on our face. You know, like, it's just like, yeah, okay, I can, I get that. It's hilarious, but yeah, all right. Yeah. I can see where that might happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you talked earlier about this, uh, the library being the school's archive. 
yeah. you know, in the same, uh, kind of in the same vein of uh, hopefully not couch cushions, hopefully there's not archival couch cushions, but you know, what are some of the cool things that uh, you've been able to see in the school's archive that you're like, wow, that's really neat. Everything. No, I'm, I'm a little bit of a history nerd. So um, it was hard to come up with something here. Uh, we do house the archives of school, and there are some of the most amazing things back there. Um, one of my goals is to make that, that um, stuff easier to access for researchers. Because the history of CIA is it's an important part of the cultural history of Northeast Ohio. So we have maintained a scrapbook since the school was founded in 1882. Um, and that is, we still add to it um, on a regular basis. And it's basically any mention of anyone connected to CIA that we can find, we clip it. It's done a little bit differently now than it was in the 1880s, um, but we clip it and we uh, preserve it. We index it by name and, um, you know, Researchers use that. Researchers all over the world contact us for information about people who worked at CIA or went to CIA. So it's really fascinating to go back and read some of those old news articles, um, old reviews of exhibitions or events held at CIA. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of photographs of students and faculty throughout the years, and those are really cool. Um, I think... My favorite items would have to be the, I, I want to say the SIE items, the Student Independent Exhibition. Um, that is an exhibition that we've done for years and years and years. And we have a pretty thorough, complete history of that exhibition in terms of all the posters and postcards and flyers created for that. So it's really fun to see the graphic trends over time um, created by our students. So. I think I'd have to go with those sorts of things. And, and also, we used to have fraternities. Hmm. So we have a couple fraternity photos. And those are there's so many surprises back there. It's, it's all cool. Liter literally, all of it is cool. Um, I just, it's so fascinating, the CIA archives. The history of the school is so much more interesting than anyone could ever imagine. Yeah, like the archives are amazing. Like it's so neat because I am also a little bit of a, well, a lot of a history nerd. And so um, it, they are really, really fascinating. And also being from Northeast Ohio, you know, you're right. Like, um, you know, there's so much that I had no idea about. And uh, the archives were a, a great resource uh, for that as a researcher. So, yeah, I would definitely, um, that, that sounds awesome that you're, you know, you're cataloging it in ways to make it a little bit more accessible. I think that's great. We recently had a class that came down to the library and they were um, supposed to be finding primary, doc, primary resource documents from the archives. And we found an old student handbook, which you'll, you'll be amused by this story. And the first thing they asked was, was there a dress code? These were first year students. And I said, well, let's look. And so there was a section for dress code and I, kind of was nervous about what it was going to say. And it basically said, you know, wear whatever you want. Be creative. It was, <laughs> they were all like, what? And I'm like, that wasn't what you expected, was it? So it was, you know, we respect your individuality, dress as you like. It was very forward thinking for the time period. The era that it was 80s. in. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was funny because I, I think they had just come straight out of high school with very different dress codes. So. Yeah, no, for sure. But, 
Yeah. That's super cool. Well, you know, my last question for you is that, um, you know, what is the one thing out of all the great stuff we talked about today? What is the one thing that you want parents and then certainly the students who may be listening to this podcast? What is the one thing that you want them to take away from our conversation today? I think the most important thing that I want everyone to know about the library and the library staff is that we're here to help you. We're here to help you find resources for your research or your artwork, yes. We're also here to uh, help you find resources or to connect you with resources that help you as a person. We want you to succeed. And if we are unable to help you, we will connect you with the people who can. Um, So the main takeaway that we always try to leave students with is that if you need help, just ask, just approach us. We're here for you. Um, And uh, I think that that was the hardest part of moving to online is because our students did come to us personally for a lot of questions. So um, we did worry about them <laughs> quite a bit, but they, they found us. They know where to find us. We, we, we taught them well, come and find us. We, we're here for you. So uh, I think that, that that's the most important thing that the library does mm-hmm. is really support the students academically and in a personal way, we'll connect them with resources. Obviously we're not counselors, but we can help you get to the people you need to get to. Um, And, you know, we really, we want you to enjoy your college experience. And, you know, and I will tell everybody, you know, that's one of the things that I, um, I love uh, about the, one of the many things I love about the library. I've talked about a couple of them already, but is that they're good partners, you know, as a, as the director of student life and housing, one of the, you know, We recognize that the library is a place where students go to hang out. Um, They may be talking about research, but the librarians who are there engage them and get to know who they are. And through that, there's some trust. There's trust that's built. And I think, you know, the library has been has been folks who, um, you know, have brought issues to us in student affairs. Uh, and, you know, we've been able to help students, uh, in that way. And so for that reason, I mean, they're great partners, uh, between for students, um, you know, or, or in helping students, I guess. So, well, Laura, I want to thank you so much for being on the parent pod today. Uh, it was great to, uh, hear your voice and to see you. And, um, and I hope that uh, you and your family uh, continue to be safe and healthy. And, uh, and for everyone listening, I wish you the same, and we will look forward to uh, another episode soon. Have a great one, guys. Till then, see ya.